Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome back to the third and final part of this week's episode where I'm stomping away with Joe Wicks. Energy's high, we're feeling good, connect with nature, let's go. Before we continue on our walk, I'd just like to thank Fitflop for sponsoring this episode of the Stompcast and for keeping my feet well looked after while I record these episodes for you. Of course, you'd be familiar with the fact that we record Stompcast while out on a walk with an amazing guest. However, as I've said before, it's so important to make sure we're wearing the right shoes. If we don't consider our footwear, we could cause problems with our body that could have been avoided if we'd used the right footwear. And thanks to Fitflop, we're able to confidently choose a pair of shoes that we know are flexible, lightweight and contoured to our feet. Thanks to the science in every shoe, each pair of Fitflop is designed to stay comfortable and supportive for long periods of time, meaning you can choose footwear that is suitable for both smooth and flat terrain. And now with Fitflop's Ultralight Neo D Hiker Boot, With responsive cushioning that springs back up after each step, you'll also be able to tackle hiking in the hills. Make sure you check out the full Fitflop range at fitflop.com so that your stomps aren't cut short with unsuitable shoes. Happy stomping. It's a jolly old stomp, isn't it? It's a good old stomp. It's a nice one, actually. Nice little slap around the park. Do, do you run around this? Do you I have walk? done, yeah. Actually, so a few weeks ago, you know I do these like random meetups where I just say, yeah. hey guys, yeah. I'm going to be here. I turned up here and there's like 900 people Buggies, dogs. Awesome, <laughs> we did a little loop. But... <laughs> Do you ever wonder? I wonder if anyone's going to turn up. You turn up, and it's like, oh Christ! There's literally like I love half, it. half of London's turned up. I just, I just like those meetings. You know, getting look at this. So look at that view. Because you literally don't announce it that long before either, are you? you just, like, I announce you... it a day or two. Yeah, before, a day or two. Yeah. And you're like, right, tomorrow I'm going to be here. Like, the longer well. I leave it, the, the more I, yeah, the more time I give, the more people turn up. But I, I mean, so that's a bit much, really. It's, it's better when there's about two or three hundred. You get more time. So what do you what do you what do you kind of do in those? We walk, meetups? we sort of walk, jog, walk, jog, and I mean it's chaos for me because they're just grabbing me for photos and videos and FaceTime yeah, and Nan around. and stuff. But like FaceTime, <laughs> yeah, they, they FaceTime. They're like Nan. Nan's like, who's that? But like, it's just mad. But I do it every few months. It's just a way of like. It's a nice thing to connect. It's just with a good people. little community thing. I yeah. actually really into it. Yeah, this is a good question because I was talking about doing a live stomp. So I quite like to do a stomp where I meet up with the, you guys listening. And we'll go and do a stomp somewhere, have a little walk, and maybe do a little stomp live with a guest. So if you think that's a good idea, uh, and a couple of you will turn up, let us know. That's right, a great idea. If you like, comment, send messages actually to the Stompcast Instagram handle so we can actually see those. And yeah, if there's enough of you, we'll do it. Will we do that, producer Charlie? She's nodding, so we'll do it. That would be brilliant. Inspired I mean, even if, even if 10 people turn up, it's amazing. You'd have a great yeah. chat. You know, find out what the podcast meant to them, how it's helped their lives. That would be really good. And you'd feel, you'd feel great. That's the thing. Like, I, I do that because... I want to meet people and give them a chance to meet me and have a selfie. But it also, I walk away like buzzing. I'm yeah, like, those people came to see me to, to have a have a walk, and there was people that were like really out, of, you know, overweight or out of shape. And it's, I think a walk's very accessible. That's the thing. I wouldn't have a 5k run. You get much more a smaller number of super kinos. Want to yeah. do a walk? That's when the numbers go and up. And actually, you will help those people more. The ones who are just trying to access it 
than the people who are already in the routine. They've yeah. got it all down yeah, or whatever. And, and, and actually, probably those people who come along, maybe nervous, they don't know whether it's the place they felt where they feel uncomfortable there, they probably feel even better about themselves. Yeah, it's a nice way to start their journey. Absolutely. So how does Joe unwind then? When you're, not, when you're not out and about enjoying nature, exercising, meeting 900 people, what do you do? Well, one of the things I really love doing is ride my motorcycles, and yeah, I know you're a fan we now. Love that. We've been we've been messaging about bikes, so we? I haven't really got going to it in detail. But you just know, riding your motorcycle, it it clears your mind. You can oh. only focus on the road, and you can't be on your phone. You can't be thinking about anything too stressful, and it's very almost like mindful for me. If I'm if you know riding safely and in a nice new kind of open road, I find it really kind of meditative almost. It's lovely. I love it. You ride. Um, very cool bikes. You're a bit of a Triumph man, really, aren't you? You've got, your, you've got the Bobber, isn't it? You've got the Bobber and a few other bikes. But yeah, I you love kind them. Of, you, you really like the kind of cruising styles with a bit of heat under the bonnet as well, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not a speed demon, no. but I do like... I like the bikes that can accelerate, but I yeah. just, to be honest, I just like cruising, cruising along, you know, open-face helmet when the sun's shining, open-face oh, helmet, sunglasses yeah. on. And yeah, I might only go out for an hour, but other days I'll go with my dad and we'll go to Brighton for the day, have a bit of lunch and ride back. So. It's the first thing I've done recently as an adult that I've really found beneficial to my mood because I've never come home from a ride yeah. stressed. Yeah. Unless I'm in traffic and I'm annoyed, yeah. but I go rural, I go out in the yeah. suburb. I always feel better for it. So it's, it's just powerful for that, for me, yeah. Well, when I, when I met you, I think I'd just done my part one of the mod and I was so excited and you were like, got to get it done, get it done. And I think I messaged you when I failed my first time round, didn't I? Oh, did you fail your mod too, I failed you? my mod too. Well, I might not have told this to embarrass well, actually, I'd done fine. So basically, for those listening, probably not interested in bikes, but if you are, then, then cool. Um, you do your mod one, your mod two. So mod one's like basically like the circuits and stuff, isn't it? Um, and then mod two is you go on the actual road. Oh, and yeah, do you do the, the actual road you test. You do the yeah. road test. So I basically done absolutely fine all the way. And then the one turning before, two turnings before going to the centre, there's a traffic light and there was two, two lights. One turned green and the other one was still red and the filter right was red and I just, you know, you just look and you're t- like your brain thinks, oh, I'm done now, I'm, I'm through this. And I just started going for- forward and, the, and the, the instructor went, or the test guy said, stop, stop. I was like, oh, no. oh so it was a red light and you were getting, you I just started creeping for- forward, oh. yeah. So anyway, but again, you, you fail, go again and like oh, I'm man. riding so now. you passed the second time, yeah? I passed second time and I must say, I find it so therapeutic. And part of it, I wonder, like, right, I rode here today on the motorbike on the old Triumph. I saw your bike, I love it. It's on the Triumph. You said that it's one of your favourites as well. Which I've yeah, I really, really love that bike. It's nippy, it's agile, it's yeah. quick, it sounds amazing. The street trip, this, oh. the triple um, engine, it just sounds so good. It does sound good, doesn't it? It just kind of whizz around. But I think when you're riding, I wonder how much of it as well is that white noise. You know that air that's rushing past the helmet? Yeah. That creates a frequency that's kind of like white noisy. I wonder if that's part of that meditative thing as well. It's like that kind of noise and you're like... It's just calming, yeah. It's, it's just calming and it's like... Um, it's just a way of forgetting everything else. You can't really ride a motorbike whilst thinking about no. work or Instagram or like pressure because you're, so, you're processing the road so quick. You're trying to keep safe. And like, I just think it almost blocks... It just clears everything out. It's odd because people, people listening might be like, well, hang on, like... Doesn't it feel really scary on a bike? How can you be relaxed riding a bike? But it's almost like because you're, you are present. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah. Because you need to be safe. You're aware of the fact that bikes are more dangerous than, than, than other forms of transport. You have to be so hyper aware. Yeah. And I think that awareness means you don't care about anything else at that time. You're just trying to ride safely and take it all in as well. And I think the other thing about the bike, you look around so much more in a car. You tend to just like look forward, especially if you're a passenger. Actually, you just yeah, sit for there, sure. Look in the distance. But you're riding a bike and. 
Abby's been on the back once, once or twice. I shouldn't say that actually because your mum will be listening to this and she'll be cross. But Abby's been on the bike back once or twice, just going steady. And she says you look around, you see things you never saw before. Oh, it's a great way to travel. Yeah. So I actually combine travelling, which I love, with the motorbike. So I do like tours and stuff. I went to Wales, went up to Scotland on the Highland, which is if you ever oh, get a chance. Wow. That's the, there's a thing called the Highland Scramble. Right. It's like an organised event, which beautiful like rides. They put you up in little nice cabins. I think and stuff. we should do a ride together. I'll come this yeah, way no, sometime. Love to, if you've yeah. got a free afternoon, an hour or so. Yeah, we'll we've go got to do it us, soon because once that web, once that temperature drops below ten degrees, is I ain't it, no, on it. Is it? No, are you a summer rider, mate? It's too cold, man. Is it? Is it? Oh god, well, I'm like not 10, Anything yet. less than ten degrees, like even with the gloves and that, and you you got the kit on, you just it gets you. It gets through to you. It's cold into the bones. It's hardcore, yeah. So do you get do you get the itch through the winter then? You're like bring along spring, come on spring. Yeah, well, I, sometimes if I'm lucky, I get to LA. Then I've got I, go, I rent bikes out there and stuff, so oh. I might do a few weeks out there. But I do miss it. I do miss it in the winter. What else do you do when you're not on the bikes? What else is uh, your kind of keeps your toolkit for life? I guess. I think another thing is just you know being with family and friends. So littlest things like sometimes I might I'm actually going go karting on Tuesday, my brother. So I, I try and do different things. Sometimes the group, sometimes individual. I think each person needs separate individual time with you. So like me, me and my mum went to a nice spa the other day in um, the new forest called Limewood Hotel and we had a spa day because it was my birthday and we had such a nice time. Like, I, I left my phone at home and I just chatted to her and you know like you realise when you're when you reconnect with your mum or dad like they need you just as much as you need them. Like they want to know how you are, they want to know and they want you to you know tell them you love them and that you need them and stuff. So it was just a nice day, connected with her. Went out the other day and my friend um, we went out to a like a food food court in London had some food so just constantly trying to just keep those friendships close I think that for me is the biggest the biggest thing for me if I if I lose touch of that and I feel distant I feel quite lonely I feel quite like I feel like I'm not really content do you, do you get lonely sometimes then I don't because I don't I just know I shouldn't I know I shouldn't like yeah. get to that point so like I mean I'm the one you know you got your chatty mate on WhatsApp just don't stop WhatsApp it like that's me like I'm always dip, checking how you doing what's yeah. going on what are you up to do you want to come for dinner like because that's just, the, I've, I've always been that way. And I think they just, because they know I'm that way, they know that, oh, Joe will get us together soon. Do you know what I mean? So they're not the ones organising stuff because they know oh, I'll eventually go, right, come so on, let's go. you're the planner in the group, in the WhatsApp yeah. group, then you're the planner. I always, yeah. I plan, I plan the meals and I, and I pay, the, pay for the dinner so they all know. Do you have to pay those? That one? <laughs> I don't <laughs> have like, to, oh, no, I don't it. have to. I like to. Oh. I, like, I like treating them, you know, I like my friends, you know, it's nice. They don't take liberties. They know I'm, yeah, they know yeah. I'm there for them. And I, I love taking them for a nice slap-up meal somewhere and enjoying things. Let your hair down as part of it as well, isn't it? Just like do stuff that just doesn't really matter and have a laugh. Yeah, just get out. I think just, you know, you can't really have friendships online. Yeah, you can try and have friendships online, but you've got to get together, haven't you? You've got to do face to face time as well. For me, you know, it's all good having WhatsApp chats, but it's nothing like actually meeting and getting with your friends. So, so I think, yeah, I really, I really put a lot of time into that. I make sure I, you know, organize things, even if it's like a party or a week, a few weeks ahead, like a dinner sort of thing. Just to keep, I'm the kind of the glue to my friendship, yeah. if you like. So, you know, and I think that's important. I think humans sometimes forget that, and we think we can. We think we're, we don't need all that. But no, you don't. You need to be, you need friends and family. And it's so important. Are you the one that checks in on others as well? And, and like, who? If so, who checks in on Joe? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm, I'm naturally just quite. I'm interested in what people are up to. So yeah, I'll always drop in, see how people are doing, send them a little silly filter on Instagram with a fake like a photo or a silly video just to get them laughing. But yeah, I think. You know, my friends, are ch they check in on me. My mum and dad ring me, pretty much, well, my mum pretty much rings me every day and um, my dad chats to me and stuff. So yeah, I think I've got a good network of people that I can chat to. It's important to be able to feel like, especially the guys, well, it's harder. I think it is hard for guys to talk about certain things. It shouldn't be, but it does feel that way. And, you know, I, I, having that close group is really important. Like I 
told some of my closest friends the last couple of weeks or recently really I've been diagnosed with ADHD oh, and really? talking talking to them as it really helps to just you know to kind of talk about what you're going through I guess so is it how, how is it is it nice for you to have that diagnosis you feel relieved sort of thing that you know that now yeah I think it's I think there's definitely an element of uh, I think it's understanding the why why you are the way you are I think it's really helpful it doesn't change a lot really so was that something you were aware of you think of or do you think that was a real surprise when you found that out yeah I kind of I mean I've been aware of I think I've had a, a suspected it for many years I actually did a, it was actually off the back of an episode I did with toddler T um, and he talked about his diagnosis of ADHD and as we were talking I was just like oh I kind of because I'm pretty sure why I have, have ADHD. I'd, I'd suspect for a long time. A lot of people have said to me in my friendship groups that maybe you should get assessed. So I just went and got assessed. And the thing is, it's like, it's understanding why, I think. Has it always been really a positive important. thing in your life? Because a lot of people, I know a lot of creative people that have also been diagnosed with it. And it's really, they may built amazing companies, like they're smart dudes, but have you found it as a positive or I a negative? I think so. I mean, my, my, um, my psychiatrist uh, who assessed me, because so this neurodevelopmental psychiatrist, uh, and said, basically, for you, it's like a superpower because it allows you to juggle all this stuff. And even when I was in A&E, like, amongst all the chaos, I really enjoyed that. It was like... You thrived Because yeah. you have, like, with ADHD, it's not that you can't concentrate or you don't have focus. You, like, hyper-focus on things, then move on to the next, yeah. which actually, for me, in my life, is it's, it's a really good thing. And, you know, I hope... You know, for like your kids growing up, the one thing I do hope and the one negative side is it's kind of a shame it's been so late in life that I've found out. And it hasn't been a problem for me because mostly I've just found I've gravitated to ways of life that work. But what about kids that maybe get swept to the sidelines or yeah. doesn't work for them? Like, you know, say, you know, when your children or one of your friend's children have similar, it, for them could be a superpower. But if they end up in a situation where they're punished for it or... It just doesn't seem to be. Because they often seem worked. as a naughty kid, yeah. Maybe they're not the naughty kid. Maybe they just um, need a bit more support. But yeah, yeah. I've known, I know a lot of people that have had adult diagnosis, like, yeah, well into their 30s and 40s, and they go, oh, it makes sense. I've got a label for it now. But it doesn't change your life and the way you are, really. It just no. helps you understand it a bit and have different kind of coping mechanisms if things get difficult. But yeah, man, it's a superpower. You've done it. You've had an amazing career so far. So yeah, use that energy, like, keep channeling it in the right direction. Should we do a health fact of the week? Yeah, I, I do love enjoy. Health I love. You're not going to ask me for Are you going to give me? No, one? no, I'm going to give. <laughs> okay. I'm going to. Every week we pull out a different health fact, and given that you're a, um, I say new parent, you're a third time over new parent. Let's let's do a health fact around okay. children. So, the health fact of the week is that children who watch more than three hours of television, videos, or DVDs a day have a higher chance of behavioural problems, emotional symptoms, and relationship issues by the time they are seven than children who do not. And this is very similar to the research that's been done around social media, like kids who spend three to four hours a day or longer, much more likely to struggle with symptoms like anxiety. And it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Like that being online too much in front of a screen, it can't be good, can it? Well, when I think about my own relationship with the phone and my personal, like, yeah, my personal issues around it. Like, I am addicted to it. I'm addicted to the, the internet. I'm addicted to my smartphone. I'm addicted to con just commun constantly like, distracting my brain, you know. And it, sometimes it's social media, other times it could be BBC Sport, or it could be Netflix, or, you know, just watching the news. I don't know what it may be, but it definitely affects my mood. It affects my confidence. You know, there's so many things it affects. And so, yeah, I'm really protective of my children around that. They don't have a lot of, they don't have iPads and iPhones, obviously. They're, too young for that but they they do watch a bit of disney plus you know i let them have say half an hour balance, half an hour 45 minutes a day like when i'm cooking sometimes but you know we still read together we still do the things that you know we interact we make cards for um, for like rosie when she's out for the day or we just cut things up and you know cut cut things or 
just like drawing and just handwriting practice, all these little kind of things that are more mindful. Um, because yeah, like there's no doubt, it affects me as an adult. And I see all my friends, we're, everyone's addicted to their phones. And it's not making us all happier. There's no way it's making us happier. So I think, yeah, the longer you can delay that with your children, give them a longer amount of time without it, the better, I think. We were lucky because the age that we are, we kind of missed that, didn't we? We kind of were coming out, obviously we had phones around, but it wasn't the same, was it? It was like a bit of tech, you can text or play snake or whatever, but it's yeah. kind of, we, we avoided that. I, my worry from a mental health perspective is that, you know, children's brains are developing, they're growing so quickly, they're absorbing things. Like the way that they develop as a person psychologically as well as physically is so impressionable. So I just worry about the kids that are sat in front of screens all the time, they're staring at like light, there's like false light and blue light and all this kind of stuff. Is that really good for their brains? It probably isn't. And it's not easy because people are so busy these days, like working lives and so on. But we have to, I guess, be careful, don't we, around children, yeah, I mean, especially look, the, the truth young. is, it's easier giving your kid an iPad at the dinner table or putting them in front of Disney+. Plus. No judgment. No it's, judgment hard. Yeah. it's hard being a parent. It's hard being an interactive, fully engaged parent all the time, especially if you're trying to run a business and you're stressed and you're tired. But it's just getting the balance, isn't it? It's like, it's okay to use it now and again. And of course, like I said, I'll stick, I'll stick my kids in front of the TV and put one of them Disney movies on yeah, all the time. It's great. It's like, it just lets them have a little moment to calm down, but it's not every day all day long because I, I, I already, like when I walk into the room and I'm trying to get their attention, like dinner's ready, they just, they don't even hear me. They're like, they're so focused on the screen. <laughs> Kids. And you see how irritable they get if they're not having their TV. Like the more TV they have, the more irritable they become. So yeah, I'm fully aware of that. And I try and limit that to probably an hour tops a day, I reckon they get. You can see it so much with children because children display things so much more sometimes than adults. and. With the TV, similar to the uh, iPad, similar to social media, it's triggering that dopamine hit in your brain, your dopamine, your reward center in your brain. When things trigger that, you get this hit of dopamine which feels good, and TV, social media is built around dopamine hits, and, and children are so susceptible to that. Yeah. That's why when you're like, come, come on, leave it, we're gonna have food, whatever, that's, you're, you're pulling them away from their dopamine hit. Yeah, it's hard. It's and really it's, when hard. you think about it that way, it's like, whoa, this is kind of, it's kind of scary, but I'm also a big believer it's like balance. And like you said, in an ideal world, kids would grow up in nature all of the time and all this kind of thing. It's just not realistic, is it? So, and actually also, you can learn so much with TV. You can learn so much with, with different platforms. It's just kind of having that kind of safe yeah, just net and balance, doesn't it? Have a balance and yeah, just try and stick to the old school, like, you know, reading books together before bed and that. You might even, even if it's 10 minutes a day, like that's something you're reconnecting. So it's not all or nothing, I think. It's just about getting that balance and not not relying on devices to, to, to like soothe them kind of, kind of thing. Joe, it's actually been a really nice workout. We've done some serious steps today. Yeah, we've done a good, I we've didn't put right. my time on, but I reckon we've done, what, five, six K maybe? We must have done, we've done a real stomp. And uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been one of those times of day where, as we've walked, the lights change. Yeah, so it's beautiful now. I won't go through all our senses again, but you can really feel like it's, it's kind of becoming a bit glowy, the day's drawing to an end. I feel calm as well, I just feel like calmer. I'm gonna go see the kids after school, give them dinner. Are nice they gonna be calm. at home now by the time you get back? Yeah, they'll be back now, so I'll do dinner. And Are you excited to go and see them? Yeah, I, I love them, man. And I just, I, the routine of like putting them in bed's my favorite time. So I do bath time, read a few books, and like that's my, I get them, I sometimes get them too lit before bed. I get them excited, so I've stopped <laughs> that now. I'm, I'm like, listen, I can't get you all fired up because it keeps you awake. So I've now, I'm just trying to be really calm. You love, doing, you love doing the bedtime reading, don't you? Yeah, it's my favorite, yeah. That's so good for them, you know, the memories I have when I was younger, my parents, the first book I was ever read to me that I can really remember was um, The Faraway Tree. 
I don't know um, that one. It was amazing. So those moments you hold on to, yeah. precious, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's precious time and it's slowing down and it? it's nice. Well, your time is precious and I have really appreciated you coming to meet me and you know, you're, you are such a lovely bloke and I wish you all the best and I'm certain that you'd be knighted. When you are, you're knighted, you have to come back on the stomp Thank cast. you, Matt, I appreciate that. Look, I, I, you know, you made the effort to come to Wales and I thought if I can never pay you back and come on your podcast, but I've loved it. It's, it's good. To, I, I just think these conversations, wherever you can share them, as far and as wide as you can with as many audiences as possible, it's always a positive thing. So I really hope that well, you, I've, no, I've no doubt, I've no doubt that you've inspired listeners and stuff. So thank you so, so much. Make sure you, well, I'm certain you'll have watched Be With Joe. Check out the YouTube channel. You make kind of, you make content now that people can kind of access at any time and go back to and, and, and on there. there. Yeah, they're all there. Check out the Body Coach app and stuff and keep an eye on everything you're up to. So thank you very much. Thank for you, mate. Keep stomping. Keep thank spreading you the message. Everyone keep um, stomping. A big thank you to Fitflop for sponsoring this week's episode and for keeping us all comfortable while out stomping with their scientifically tested lightweight trainers, boots, wellies and more. Remember to head to fitflop.com to check out the full range of men and for women. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Joe Wicks. It's been a really special one. I absolutely love this guy. Thank you, Joe, for coming along. If you enjoyed this episode, please do drop a little review. It really makes a difference. It helps people hear the Stompcast. I read everyone. It makes me smile. It makes me happy. It makes me stomp with that extra spring in my step, and Charlie likes it too. So thank you very much. Keep spreading awareness of the podcast. Enjoy your week. I'm proud of you all. See you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.